Welcome to another edition of the Morning Devotional. My name is Pastor William Hill, the pastor of Providence Presbyterian Church located in Evansville, Indiana. Today is Wednesday, September 6th, 2023, and this is edition number 152 of season 8. We're still looking at the Westminster Confession of Faith. We're in chapter 27 of the Sacraments. Today we will take up paragraph number 4. Let's pray first. Our God in heaven, as we again humble ourselves before you and your word and we continue to, to uh, investigate, to study, to understand, seek to understand doctrines and matters related to the sacraments given to us by the Savior. We pray that you would guide and direct our thoughts and that you would help us to understand. May you cause us to think through these things, thus appreciating more uh, this gift that Jesus Christ gave to his church, baptism and the Lord's Supper. May you bless our time even now by your spirit, we pray for Christ's sake. Amen. Well, paragraph number four is really the heart of the controversy that has affected the church for quite some time. I'm going to deal with that in just a minute. Let me just read paragraph number four. There be only two sacraments ordained by Christ our Lord in the gospel. That is to say, baptism and the supper of the Lord, neither of which may be dispensed by any but by a minister of the word lawfully ordained. Now, the first half of the paragraph is relatively straightforward. For most of us who have been raised in the church or at least have some knowledge of the church, we we recognize, of course, that uh, this is a polemical statement given in paragraph 4 against Rome. Uh, The Roman Catholic Church has seven sacraments. Uh, Not sure I could list every one of them. I might be able to do do it. They have the sacrament of, um, of, of penance, the sacrament of baptism, the Lord's Supper, marriage, Unction, divine right, um, last rites, and that's six. Um, I'm leaving one out. But anyway, they have numerous sacraments, none of which <clears throat> are sacraments, except baptism and the Lord's Supper. And then again, can make a debate about that as well. Not going to do that today. But the sacraments that are of the New Testament, according to the Westminster Confession of Faith, rooted in language of Matthew chapter 28 and 1 Corinthians chapter 11, the only sacraments of the church today, are indeed the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. This is not news to most of you, I suspect, but just want to explain what and why the confessional statement is here. They did not assume a thing. Uh, They were making a statement over against the Roman Catholic perversion on matters related to the sacraments. But what paragraph 4 does do and introduce, and I don't think this was their intention, uh, but nonetheless it has sparked a controversy between the Northern Presbyterian Church and the Southern Presbyterian Church as to who is lawfully allowed by God's word uh, to administer the sacraments of baptism and the Lord's Supper. Now the confession is very plain when it says, that none of which, or neither of which, may be dispensed by any. That means, by any, except, or but, by a minister of the gospel lawfully ordained. Now I know there's a certain thing, I don't know what it is, as far as I'm concerned it's a perversion um, of the sacrament of baptism, but there seems to be some, I don't know what it is, I, I don't even know what the word would be. Um, some cuteness to the idea of having, uh, you know, turning this into some kind of um, family event in which 
daddy baptizes their daughter, his daughter, mommy does it, I, you know, some family member, uh, and, and creating this, uh, this environment that is nowhere found in the New Testament. The apostles baptized new converts. Peter's sermon at Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, uh, the apostles were charged by Jesus Christ in Matthew 28 to baptize all those in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That command was given directly to the apostles, and by then extension, uh, we as elders in the church, particularly ministers of the gospel, those elders who are charged and ordained with the ministry of the word and sacrament, have that same responsibility. In other words, this this command to baptize, make disciple, to baptize in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost wasn't given to every single Tom, Dick, and Harry in the church. It was given to particular men, just like in the days of old, the church of old, that the tabernacle, the service at the tabernacle wasn't given to everybody. It was given to the particular ordained priest of the tribe of Levi. So when the confession makes this statement that that these sacraments may not be dispensed but by any, but by a minister of the word lawfully ordained, it is now severely restricting the baptism and the Lord's Supper administration to those who have been indeed lawfully ordained to what? Lawfully ordained to the ministry of the word, the gospel itself. Now, in the Presbyterian context, we have, el- we have two offices, elders and deacons. You know, I have more. <clears throat> the Bible speaks of two in the New Testament, and but of the <clears throat> of the classification of elder, we have two subdivisions, as it were. We have a ruling elder who is ordained to the ministry of rule, and then we have a teaching elder who has been ordained to the ministry of word and sacraments. I'm looking at my ordination certificate on the wall across the room, and that's precisely what it says. But the ruling elder's ordination certificate does not say that. It says something very different. Well, my primary ministry is to the Word and sacraments. That's what I've been ordained to do. I do work alongside the ruling elders to help them shepherd the church. But my primary function in the church is the ministry of the Word and the sacraments to God's people. Lawfully ordained, that means a body of other men called to that same purpose, as well as ruling elders, uh, have recognized the gifts in me. They've thoroughly examined me. They have got, put me through all of these various tests and examinations and committee exams and presbytery. All of it's happened, and they have laid hands on me, and they have ordained me to the ministry of the Word and Sacraments. But here's the qualifier. A minister of the Word, minister of the Gospel. Now here's the question, and this is what the controversy has been about. Should we accept Roman Catholic baptism. It's quite clear in this paragraph that the Westminster Assembly is talking about Rome when it identifies that there are only two sacraments in the church. They are making a polemical statement without saying anything about Rome. They are simply saying that those other, they are, that their view of the sacraments is a perversion. And it's wrong. It's outside, it's beyond the pale of Scripture. They're also saying here in the second half of this paragraph very much the same thing about those men in Rome who baptize. Number one, their baptism is not consistent with the New Testament understanding of baptism. Number two, the priests who baptize are not ministers of the gospel. Now that much is a certain fact. It is not without dispute. 
their magisterium, the, the canons and dogmas of the Roman Catholic Church, has anathematized the doctrine of justification by faith alone. Now, either they're right, all the Protestants on earth are wrong, or the Protestants are right that justification is by faith alone and not by any works we contribute to it, or, and then Rome is wrong, but that we both can't be right. Now, we believe, of course, by the authority of God's word that salvation, justification is a gift of God. It comes by faith as the instrument by which we are uh, um, given, that gift given by the Spirit of God. The gospel itself is at stake here. So the question you have to wrestle with is, is a priest of the Roman church representing the Roman church, that church, are they ministering the gospel of Christ? If your answer to that question is yes, i got a number of questions I'd love to ask you, and if you were in front of me, I would ask them. But if your answer is yes, then you're going to accept a Roman Catholic baptism uh, without too much thought. If your answer is no, then you be like I am, and I personally... Uh, I have a great deal of difficulty with Roman Catholic baptism. I know all the arguments. I've heard them. Well, they use the Trinitarian formula. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Well, that's nice. So you would accept a a baptism by a gay lesbian, which is really a redundant statement, by a lesbian woman who uses the Trinitarian formula. Well, I hope not. Again, we have to examine, we have to thoroughly understand the qualifier here that it must come from a minister of the gospel lawfully ordained. Now, that means that Presbyterian churches and sessions of Presbyterian churches need to wrestle with this, and they need to come down on one side or the other because it's only a matter of time before someone comes to your church and they want to join the church and they want to come by profession of faith, and you have to ask them, you ought to ask them, were you baptized? The answer is yes, then you explore that. Okay, tell me about that baptism. Well, I got baptized in the Roman church when I was, you know, 15 days old. Now you have to ask yourself, am I going to, are you as a session going to accept that baptism? The answer is no, then they need to be baptized because they've never been baptized. The answer is yes, well, then that's what you do and you move on. Again, I recognize the debate that existed uh, for many, many, many years. Um, But that is something the session of your church, your elders, are going to have to make a decision regarding. Otherwise, uh, they won't know what to do when that comes. Now, I can tell you candidly that, I, number one, I don't even vote on my session. Uh, I make recommendations. I make motions. I talk. I enter into discussion, but I don't vote. Um, But I leave that up to the ruling elders to decide. Now, they know my view, they know my position, and they know my arguments. But I do not run the church. I am not the king of the church. I am merely an instrument of the the Savior to help guide and shepherd the church. I don't make all the decisions. And so if my session wants to accept the Roman Catholic baptism against my better judgment, then that's what we end up doing. I'm not going to die on that hill, but I do have strong personal opinions about it based on this particular paragraph. And every teaching elder out there is going to have to decide whether you're going to die on that hill or not. I've made my decision regarding this. I've faced this decision, worked through it. Um, You'll have to do so as well. But insofar as this devotional is concerned, my my opinion, and this is just mine, speaking for my church or my elders, speaking for me, 
My opinion is that it is not a valid baptism if it happened in Rome. The gospel is not preached there. It is another gospel. And in fact, I'd go so far as to say that the Roman Catholic Church is an apostate communion that have, that have, have walked very far away from the true gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And therefore then, they are disqualified from using the sacraments that Jesus Christ gave because the one giving those sacraments and ministering them is not a minister of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Well, I trust these times are helpful for you, even controversial. I recognize that this is a more controversial uh, edition of the devotional, but be that as it may, think through it. You know, every man needs to be convinced in his own mind, but don't just have a knee-jerk reaction. I've experienced people like that. They have a knee-jerk reaction to this, and they start, start foaming into mouth and getting all upset. They haven't thought about this for five seconds, but they have an opinion. Let's not be those people. Let's think through these things. And the authority of the Word of God and the logical principles that flow out of that, let's reason together on matters such as this. Well, if you have any questions or comments, you can... Always reach me. The way to do that is there before you on the screen. And so until the Thursday edition, when we uh, consider um, paragraph number five, may the Lord help you today. May you walk in his ways. God bless.